Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, here for your pre-pre-E3 episode all about Marvel's Avengers, Marvel in general, Marvel games, for June 5th, 2021, joined by the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Excelsior, Christian. Choo-choo, all aboard the E3 hype train. Oh, yeah. Hell, yes. We got... We got news to talk about, Jack. We got predictions to make this week. Isn't that exciting? We haven't had, like, E3 conversations since 2019. I know. Like, last year was just, uh, you know, it was an attempt, but it it didn't have the same fervor or the same congestion as E3 does. It's like, oh, this conference is, like, an hour from now. Oh, man. That's great. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. It's definitely still a wee bit spread out you know more than i'd like to but i'm glad that it's like the course of three weeks and not 12 you know yeah i agree so uh how you doing though i'm doing good uh it's particularly great weekend for baseball for me red sox playing the yankees of course yankees suck yes yes um and uh, i'm going to the worcester red sox uh which uh recently opened their ballpark so yeah very excited yeah, let me know what you think of the ballpark, because I've I've considered uh, taking a little trip there for a game or something sometime soon, because it, it sounds great. It sounds just like a really cozy, low-stakes, fun time. Oh, I recommend it. I have been before. Um, you get some really cheap tickets for like $9, Oof. their standing room, but they have uh, different seats that you can occupy uh, for standing room seats, mm-hmm. so uh, highly recommend it. But, That's um, fantastic. How, how are you doing? Doing good, you know. Uh, I... I know E3 is always busy on the content creation side, um, and normally it starts soon-ish to E3, but, you know, on JoyClicks, we've had a lot of stuff going on. we got a lot of prep. we got a lot of predictions to record. I started a new show two weeks ago. That probably wasn't a great idea, so I'm tired already, but... <laughs> yeah, plug it, that. What, what's that called, Christian? Yeah, that's the Chun2D2 show. Uh, if you watch Excelsior every week, that's on Saturdays. Chun2D2 show posts on Sundays. It's an editorial where I talk about something stupid that I think is important every week. So check that out. First episode's up. A second episode should be going up tomorrow if you're listening to this. And it's about Sonic. So Ooh. It's, it's a great uh, show to pair with a nice bowl of cereal on a Sunday morning. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great compliment. I love my, my Sunday breakfast and coffee combo, you know. Oh, yeah. But today, we got, like I said, some E3 predictions to get to. But before we do that, we'll kick the show off the way we normally do with Fury's report, starting out with the low and high power level missions. The low power level mission for this week's guaranteed gear drops for your lower heroes is Day of the Remains. I don't know what it is. I say that one a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The high power level mission. This one threw me for a loop, Jack. I was like, the, the what the hell is this? The U in funeral. Yeah, that's that's a made up. That's a made up one. We've that's played totally that though, up. right? Like we've no, played all the missions up. in the game. <laughs> that's a made up mission. I mm-hmm. I I've never seen this. We've done this show for I don't even know how many weeks at this point. Um. And I think 40, right? I guess. Yeah, just, I was going to get to that. Yeah, we. this um, is the 40th War Table. So we've done at least 40 episodes, probably like 43, because we did a few after the beta before the game came out. Yeah, geez, man, time time's flown by. But uh, I have never heard this mission. I, I bet the community manager or whoever's writing this 
It's just having some fun. Be like, no one reads this part. This is at the very bottom <laughs> of this. We're just <laughs> going to write this. You know, the more I look at it, though, I think it might be a Hawkeye mission. Oh, some new missions going in here. Yeah, that might be it. That might be why I have no idea what it is. I'm going to quickly search this. And I think you're right. I think you might be right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just, you know, it's such a new update to the game that I I don't have like 15 runs through this mission so i can't think of it even though i don't know the titles for any of the others yeah it is in fact in future imperfect gotcha. so okay. not a fake no one's having a funny no one's making a funny it is a real mission mm-hmm. um so that's cool you know what i'm gonna think is a funny though what's that this is my head cannon uh we just came off the red room takeover uh event for marvel's avengers right black widow focus Got Black Widow comics every week. This week, if you do the Harm Room Challenge, you get the Incredible Hulk 1968 number 105. Last week, we were talking some trash about Bruce and Natasha in Age of Ultron. I think they heard us, and I think they're like, you know what? This week, Hulk comic. Well, There you, know? you go. So, uh, But that's not really the, the reason we're excited for the game this week. Uh, in most weeks, it comes down to the marketplace so the marketplace this week jack what is going on yeah so last week we talked about the blue hollow outfits for all the heroes uh they're continuing that trend this week uh now it's iron man black widow and hawkeye as well as captain america in the marketplace uh as a refresher this is like a blue slash purple sort of get up for each character so you can get that um I don't think we're the biggest fans of these, but they're there. Yeah. I think the the exciting part of the marketplace, which isn't all that exciting this week, uh, <laughs> we have some Western looks, Christian, mm-hmm. for two characters. Now, one is less, when you think Western, it's less Western than you would think. Uh, Captain America has the Route 66 outfit. Yeah, did you see... Um... What call it was like a hell or high water that chris pine movie from a few years ago yes i did that is a modern day western i think mm. that's the kind of vibe they're trying to the push with this route 66 thing it's like oh it's a western it's just he's got a biker outfit on that's the west <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what it is he has like a leather biker outfit it looks like he's about he just hopped off his motorcycle which, yeah which is not in the game but uh it should be though is. and you know as one John Bon Jovi says, I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. Ah, oh, amazing. When I was playing Red Dead Redemption when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. I thought it would have been so cool if that particular song was in Red Dead Redemption. Uh, it would make no sense. But you know when you're riding well, to uh, Mexico, you get that song? Yeah. Um, I wanted that because that was the child I was back then. They, they could make it work. Didn't Red Dead 2 have like a johnny cash song in it or something yeah but it, it like fit the uh <laughs> it, it fit the world but okay you hear bon jovi belting out some tunes sure i don't sure, know sure. if that fits i would have loved it no i would do personally but, uh what's um, the other western one yeah the main draw here christian is is hulk uh with a tattered flannel right mm-hmm. tattered shorts as well but he has a cowboy hat on and you dubbed this skin a very great name. I want you to say it. Uh, I, I haven't said it out loud, but I wrote Ye Hulk. It's pretty good. Thank you. 
That's pretty good. Um, now, this is interesting because we, I think you particularly mentioned the possibility of uh, yeehaws and cowboys and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they're not going, right now at least, they're not going with like a group outfit pairing like they are with um, the Blue Hollow skins. Because these are kind of like side skins. Yeah, which is strange to me. And I did see the Marketplace tab and i did see that hulk was on the lower level like he wasn't in the featured section or he was featured on the main page but you know not like the the full portrait view right so do you know if this is less expensive than a standard or like one of the hollow suits is this cheaper i believe this was 900 okay um oh yeah i'm looking at it right now so the blue hollow skins are all 900 and this one is also 900 okay so yeah, maybe this was just their last week of the the hollow suits and they wanted to tease the next thing. I don't know, because I did see in that leak there was a Clint uh, Western skin. So, like, it's coming, but... Okay, so it seems a little bit more sporadic rather than, hey, we're doing the Cowboy Yeehaw um, skins. Yeah, I think that might be the plan. Gotcha. So. Well, at least that's happening. Uh I hope we get some good ones. That cowboy hat, let me tell you, if you just copy and paste that and put it on any any hero that I play as, I will be tempted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't help but be a little disappointed with the cap one, though, because, like, mm. great opportunity to make him, like, Sheriff Woody or something, because he's the same character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like he lends himself probably better to any other character. Like, you just put some chaps on him, yeah. and... Yeah, you you are very spot on. You have like just a sheriff motif. You got a mm-hmm. uh, the badge and all that. Except he's a good sheriff. He's not one of those you know corrupt sheriffs in the West taking yeah. bribes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I think that'd be cool. I'll throw this out there. We were robbed last week of some uh, end game skins for my favorite character play <laughs> in the game and Captain America. Like in my top three, these final two Jack Thor and Cap. We didn't have them last week. It's June. We we know new MCU skins in June. No Endgame suits this week. Next week? Do they want it around the E3 buzz the week after? I don't know. Yeah, I will definitely get them this month, for sure. Mm-hmm. The roadmap says we'll get outfits inspired by Avengers Endgame. Those are the last two characters in the game who were featured in the film, so they're coming. Um, I could see... We'll get into the E3 stuff a little bit later, but I could also see... Um, Maybe like during their E3 presentation, being like, "Here's Black uh, Panther." Also, we got these two skins coming in the next couple of weeks. Keep an eye out for them, and do like maybe a showcase, and then release them um, before the end of June. I could see that happening. Sure, great call. Uh, well, moving on to the update portion of the War Table blog, uh, we got a new patch, patch 1.7.1, uh, that has released by now. It prevents power level 130 or higher heroes from rolling sub power level 130 gear uh, unless it's like a set drop. So you know how um, sometimes you complete a mission and you're guaranteed a specific gear drop? Mm. That is the only instance moving forward that you would get a lower than power level 130 character uh, gear piece for your like power level 150 character. This just makes me think of Metal Gear Solid Five when you're picking up random, uh, you know, important people during mm. the course of the game, and you can go back and replay that, but the people will still retain their ranks. So, yeah. like, you're towards the end of the game, and you try and pick 
someone up from the beginning and they still have like an E rank. And it's like, well, I have to keep this person. I can't get rid of them. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's that's good. I, I I feel like that is a, you know, undeniably good thing. You don't want to be having. I mean, gear is all, like you pick up so much gear in this and most of it is irrelevant. So just stripping most of the irrelevancy of gear and just making them 130 as a base is great. I'm, I'm glad that's a thing. Yeah, like this is something that Destiny struggles to do, right? Because in Destiny you have uh, white gear, green gear, blue, purple, yellow. And at a certain point you become absurdly powerful like i haven't played destiny in a couple months but i'm at a point where if it's below purple i'm not even gonna bother going across the field to pick it up so but like the blues can still automatically fail and like clog your uh missed drops pickups and stuff like that so unfortunately there you can't like just axe out only pick up this or higher but here i do think that's good uh, my cap is close to the 130 level, so is my widow. So like getting them up to 150, I would really appreciate this just because it's gonna streamline that process, probably make it a little speedier. But totally. Speaking of making things speedier, they also have heard the complaints about the mega hive, and they're saying that it is going to have a shortened completion time in an upcoming patch. Now. Jack, when I say that, how do you imagine they achieve that? Like, take out the floors, scale the difficulty? So, at a certain point in the Mega Hive, the hives themselves, the each individual hive will be, like, five floors. I could see them cutting it back, maybe, like, take take a floor out, um, maybe do four, four instead of the five, just to make it run through, because for me, it, it would take, like, two to three hours to get through the mega hive something like that because you, you're going through eight hives maybe they just get rid of instead of doing eight hives you do six or whatever it is so i i think it'll probably just be shortening it in that regard yeah i think that's a fair assumption honestly like maybe you shorten the waves of the things on each floor like maybe if it's like four waves of enemies now it's only two or something like that because mm-hmm. that for sure feels a bit more of like a needless grind where if you cut those down you're still having to go floor to floor and deal with all these threats back to back which i think still makes it a threatening gauntlet but just take out some of that padding of like what's the difference of going into a mega hive and hacking three terminals when you could just hack one you know and just have the enemies a bit more focused on you like i think changes like that are probably realistic I don't see them just cutting it like the entire process from like eight to four or anything like that, but I think you're in the right park. I would maybe appreciate, I know the elite hive is like 15 floors or something. Mm -hmm. If that was just the new mega hive, I think I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Is that, this might make me look like a complete fool on the number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. Is that even in the game? The elite hive? Yeah. I think it's hidden somewhere. It's just the one hive in, I think it's in... Is it Utah? <laughs> mm, it might be in Utah. It, it's Honestly, it's hard for even me to remember because once you're in the hive, it looks the same. Yeah. So I forget the starting point, but I think you can replay it. Okay. 
good to know. Yeah. Um, there's one last thing they threw in the update section of the blog this week. Again, this is the 40th week. They made it very clear, wow, 40, 12 more, and it'll be a year. So that was a bit of a wake up. But they are sending out reminders, the Cosmic Cube event where we face off against Monica, follow up on the future imperfect cliffhanger that will be happening this month. Right now, they're like balancing and testing to make sure the power variancy between characters is fair and it's all well and good. So I guess we can bring the conversation a bit more towards E3 because we know Cosmic Cube is this month. We also know E3 is this month. So Stark Reality's time. I'll set up the date, the time, everything, and then we can discuss. Sure. So Square Enix Presents... That happened earlier this year, I believe, sometime in March or April. That is where we debuted that brand for Square Enix. We got our first look at Black Panther in the game, the reveal of the War for Wakanda expansion, and a roadmap. The Square Enix Presents uh, moniker is returning for E3 2021. The specific presentation will be 40 minutes long, give or take, Sunday, June 13th at 12.15 p.m., Pacific and 3.15 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this showcase is going to feature a new game from Eidos Montreal, uh, some new looks at Babylon's Fall, a Platinum Games partnership title, uh, Life is Strange True Colors, and Marvel's Avengers. Specifically, the Play Avengers Twitter account said, You're, we're going to have a glimpse at upcoming events and the new expansion, War for Wakanda. You teased it earlier, Jack, with the skins... I also think this glimpse of upcoming events will be our first look and probably idea of a release date for the Cosmic Cube. Yeah, I think we're going to get a few release dates. Cosmic Cube, I think, is definitely a lock. I would be very surprised if we don't get a Black Panther release date as well uh, because you have to imagine that is two to three months out, right? Like, we're hoping for August, expecting september disappointed by anything after that um but i think that is reasonable to expect so i think we will get those release dates well they said other in-game events i would imagine we get peaks i hope it's just peaks peaks at the cosmic cube and the like patrol sector i could see that being like wrapped up in like a concise little video and then getting onto the meat and potatoes of the the Black Panther stuff. Yeah, I would also not be super surprised if they announce, you know, if they're mentioning in-game events, if Tachyon Anomalies returns for a week in the coming month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they do a rerun of the Red Room Takeover when Black Widow releases, just to really That's a good go in on that, you know? So... I could see them talk about that, do a bit of a recap of things that have been happening in the game since the last time we had a presents, because, you know, this is more targeted at the mainstream audience watching E3 than it is for us specifically, you know? Mm -hmm. Despite that, I think you're right. We absolutely will see War for Wakanda because that's going to play great with a wide audience that might maybe has put the game down, maybe hasn't gone into the game yet. Side note, if you're on Xbox, I saw it a couple days ago for $10. It's worth it. <laughs> um, oh yeah. $10 is like 
a steal for this game. Yeah, and especially because, like, you got there's a lot of stuff to play through, and War for Wakanda is going to be real good, I assume. Uh, substantial, at least, in terms of how much there is compared to Kate and Hawkeye, because those weren't ever positioned as expansions. This is. So, yeah. in terms of War for Wakanda, what are you expecting to see out of it at E3? Sure. So, like I said, I'm expecting a release date. I feel like that's completely reasonable. Um, it's been months since we had the original roadmap, which was updated, but still doesn't have uh, confirmed dates for the patrol section um, or for War for Wakanda. So I would imagine that roadmap is flushed out and includes firmer dates. Um, but for the look itself, I imagine when we saw the Square Enix Presents um, a few months ago, they showed off a bit of Future Imperfect, um, and we were like a little upset because we were expecting more. Mm-hmm. But in in the vein of what they showed off for Future Imperfect, I imagine we get like three to five minutes, maybe a little bit less. I don't know how concise they want it of gameplay uh, from War for Wakanda, where you see Black Panther fighting some people um, in the new sector. Maybe he's going up against Claw or something like that. But I do think we get gameplay. Um, I think Black Panther is going to probably play awesome, and they want to show that off to, like what you said, a wide audience who that character means so much to. So, yeah, I definitely feel like we'll get gameplay, and I'm kind of expecting a release date as well. What about you? I'm right there with you. Uh, This is a 40-minute presentation, you know, roughly 40 minutes. Um, it sounds like they have put out there what they plan on showing. It seems like Final Fantasy 16 is not going to be here. It seems like mostly a Western focused event. Um, so I think there's room for Avengers, right? Cause like if we look at what else they've announced, Babylon's fall disappeared for a long time. I could see that thing get like eight to 10 minutes. Yeah. Life is strange. I don't know how much you show of that game. I feel like that's just a new trailer honestly uh they did mention a deep dive which okay. is interesting because i feel like they already did that that last yeah. square enix presents and mm-hmm. that's a good point that you made i don't know if that's a game you really want to show too much of because it is so story-based and so um like you don't want to spoil that game and yeah but it, it looks like we are getting a deep dive so okay. uh, i i expect that to be a, a decent focus for this showcase sure so there's four games listed here. I could see a world where we get 10 minutes per game. I think that'd be really great if we got 10 mm-hmm. minutes of Avengers, but I'm going to prepare, I'm going to prepare for like five. Sure. Uh, I think you're right though. I think we're absolutely going to get a release date. I hope it's August, but I am, I'm preparing for September. <laughs> um, like September, what's a Friday in September? Let me pull up a calendar real quick. I would, I would say, yeah, Friday is probably a good call, or honestly, if they just want to... Did this game come out on September 10th last year? It came out on September 3rd, and September 3rd this year is a Friday. Dude, that's it. Yeah. Starting off, we're ending year one slash starting off year two with Black Panther. <laughs> we got the raid out year one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it came out. <laughs> Did, release it at uh, 11.59 p.m. on uh, Thursday, mm-hmm. September 2nd. So... 
in terms of what we're going to show, right, I do think you're in the right state of mind. I think any gameplay will be as T'Challa. I hope that they show the raid in some capacity, even if it's like we get this gameplay demo of how he plays, showcasing the new environment, um, like the new enemy factions, Claw, all that stuff. And then maybe the end of it teases this war that is going to be the raid, like a little cutscene that alludes to like what the beginning of the raid may look like, you know? Also, I don't even know if a raid is confirmed for this. I know, that was just I think part of the leak. I, I think that's just an expectation, but you're right. I, I would hope that's here as well. Yeah, because I, like... Some of the leaks, and I think like Paul Tassi's written about this as well, when all those leaks were really hot, raid and raid, like not raid-like content, that's what the Omega level threats are, but a full-blown capital R raid was in the rumor mill of all these leaks that came out with like the Christopher Judge leak and all that stuff for War for Wakanda. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, you're marketing this to a new audience that you want them to get in there. High-level raid content is some of the best content that a lot of multiplayer games have. So yes, this game shines and excels with its story, its characters, its gameplay with its characters. So definitely highlight that with Black Panther. But I think you also have to like at least tease like, and tune in in three weeks for a full-blown look at what our high-level raid content is going to be in this expansion. Because I think you want to make it seem like it's going to be it's going to blow the Hawkeyes out of the water in terms of what it's bringing to the game. Totally. Um, and this will differentiate. This will be different than uh, the the Hawkeye like war table video that they did a few months yeah. ago, um, where we thought we obviously knew Hawkeye was going to be discussed, but we expected more to be discussed, and there just wasn't because they were saving it for Square Enix presents. So, obviously, they're talking about Black Panther. We're going to see War for Wakanda, but I think it's very, I think it's safe to assume that we're going to see a little bit more about the game between June and September. I don't think they yeah. discuss anything after that. I think that's for another time. Sure, yeah. Like, again, at most, I think we get 10 minutes. They are going to talk about Cosmic Cube. I think you're right. They're probably going to showcase the Thor and or Cap endgame skins. Um, and I could see them go through patrols. I could also see them leave that for its own thing because I don't think patrol mode is that exciting uh, when you could be showing another two minutes of Black Panther and Wakanda because that is exciting. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think genuinely... These are the best our expectations have ever been for the game because I don't think it will be anything less than at least what we said so far. No, I I think because the Square Enix presents for Marvel's Avengers I feel like was pretty good uh, mm -hmm. a few months ago. So yeah, I I do think <clears throat> excuse me I do obviously think that the focus will be on Black Panther, but I could see like a sizzle reel or a montage of being like outfits inspired by the MCU and they flash to Captain America and in thor yeah um patrol sector and they just flash you people running around the wasteland and stuff like that and sort of get that out of out of the way in a, in in a sense to make way for 
the majority of the presentation to focus on War for Wakanda. Yeah, and I do think as well, I can see that reel you're talking about. That makes a lot of sense. And like maybe a 30, 40 second trailer about the uh, Cosmic Cube event thrown in there as well. Mm. And I know you said you don't expect them to show anything beyond Black Panther, right? But I could see a world where they showcase these things in that sizzle reel format of like hey june like take a a good picture of their roadmap focus on june zoom in show like 30 seconds of the cosmic cube move on to july for patrols and show like 10 seconds of patrols move on to the skins and then have a good little introduction for that and beyond section and do black panther do you think since this is the end of the roadmap and presumably this is going to round out september the latest they would release an updated roadmap again because we've already had an updated one do you think there's an a world where we get a roadmap that says a november october october comes first an october november and then like spider-man december thing i don't think we see that roadmap here i do think we have the roadmap we we already have with the patrol and black panther coming um summer and beyond i think that will be updated to indicate july and august or august and september or whatever it, it happens to be whenever those dates are mm-hmm. i think you get the start of year two a little after black panther and you do get spider-man and whatever else comes out uh at the end of this year i think they're probably the focus is probably on black panther right now and then I feel like that that particular roadmap would be around Black Panther a little after, but I could see like I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Spider-Man to zip in at the at the last second and just show off his character a little bit. But that's it. I I don't think we get like details on that. Yeah, I've definitely considered that too. I just there was so much backlash about Spider-Man because of PlayStation, that I feel like if when Spider-Man gets shown off, it will be at a state of play, mm. you know? That's so that being said, you want to make the game exciting to people, you show Spider-Man, right? So, like, I, I could see a world where there's a Spider-Man tease at the very end of it, and they're like, stay, stay tuned for future updates and all that. Um, could you see a world where, because they don't want to overshadow Black Panther... And there's that negative, uh, you know, a little bit of a negative vibe around the Spider-Man contract still. They tease a different character that might be hitting this year. That's after Black Panther, the way the Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, War Table tease T'Challa. Um, I think Spider-Man would be the only one that they would tease. I think that's... Okay. The only, the only one that would cause such a, a splash as Spider-Man would. But at the same time, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if they want to distract from Black Panther. Yeah. Because I feel like Black Panther and Spider-Man are two of the biggest Marvel characters right now. Um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man for quite some time in Black Panther in the past few years has risen to extreme prominence. Um, so I feel like maybe it'll just focus on Black Panther um, if there is a tease for Spider-Man, it's the smallest thing. And like what you said, I'm sure they're going to have their cake and eat it too, where if they do tease Spider-Man at the end of this, which I'm 
kind of 50-50 on, they'll yeah, say, um, hey, check out Sony's state of play in X amount of weeks, and then you'll get the full rundown on Spider-Man. Sure. Uh, so we were very realistic, I think, with that conversation. Is there any Hail Mary you want to throw out there before we move on to uh, a different portion of Square Enix Presents? Oh, Hail Mary for Marvel's Avengers. Um, I guess it's much less of a Hail Mary, but honestly, it would be really cool if they just said, hey, you know those cloning labs we were working on? They're out right now, and you can play that until uh, the Cosmic Cube event. Dude, I didn't even... I mean, I think I that crossed my mind at some point, but I didn't even consider a shadow drop. Just like maybe like, hey, next week. But that'd be amazing. Because those are in the oven, right? They're in the game. <laughs> somebody first, somebody <laughs> played it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. no, yeah, you're right. But yeah, so. they've been cooking a long time. And they keep saying like, oh, it's, an, it's a one of the next patches. You know, like Phil over at Crystal Dynamics keeps saying like, oh, it's soon. Upcoming patch. Next patch. Next big patch. You know, so like, I, yeah, I could maybe see that, Jack. Like, maybe not the cloning lab because they did say that's not the first omega level threat but yeah you're right you know you're watching that thing it's like jack you you watching at home right now you can play the super adaptoid fight oh man that's gonna be the funniest announcement when it comes hey remember that thing from like five six months ago at this point you can play that again now it's gonna be like great (laughs) sweet that yeah i feel like that has to be released with other things like the super adaptoid is a big bad dude you could fight and you can also fight this other big bad dude. Like, that can't release alone. Yeah. But genuinely, I think that's a great, great call. Because I think this game could absolutely use the hype of a shadow drop. Because, like, any shadow drop is automatically hype. Because it's like, I could do this now when I'm yeah. watching all this stuff. Like, no matter what, even if it's a skin, if they're like, hey, Thor's in the game from Endgame right now. I will walk off the reaction stream, go turn on my PS4, and buy that thing. Oh, yeah. That's fair. So, um, I'll throw a Hail Mary out there. If they're not going to show the raid, there was also a rumor of a horde mode component to the raid that they, in a dev stream, said they, they were considering breaking out into something else. So, horde mode, I think, is a very popular game mode for multiplayer and streamers and just fans of multiplayer so hail mary is a horde mode for sure yeah that um that'd be really cool i i feel like did you mention the possibility of wanting a horde mode themed around marvel zombies yes that Um, that is the dream but i would also take like aliens in wakanda or something like that sure sure but yeah marvel zombies horde mode please oh yeah but there is another element of E3 this year when it comes to Marvel's Avengers and Marvel games that will be going down at the Square Enix Presents because the big, bold font, the big text on this banner, Jack, Square Enix Presents brand new game reveal from Eidos Montreal. Do you know some of the games Eidos Montreal has done in the last 10 years? I do. They developed Deus Ex, the Deus Ex series. They mm-hmm. worked on uh, the Tomb Raider game 
the final Tomb Raider game. Mm-hmm. And they helped Crystal Dynamics with development in some capacity on Marvel's Avengers. They did. Now, do you remember way back in 2017 when in January we got that CG Avengers Project Avengers Crystal Dynamics trailer that had like Thor's hammer, Cap's shield, Bruce Banner's glasses, and there was the voiceover of who eventually became Kamala Khan saying like we have to reassemble. Oh, I remember. That was that was the breadcrumbs we had to eat for like two years. Yeah, maybe that was a sign. <laughs> um, but when that came out, there was a report, I believe Schreier wrote this on Kotaku when that trailer came out, that Marvel Games made a partnership deal with Square Enix to produce two Marvel games. One of them would be an Avengers game from Crystal Dynamics. The other would be a Guardians of the Galaxy game from Eidos Montreal. Now, the Guardians game, we talked about that last episode because Jeff Grubb was talking about um, Square Enix Presents for Games Beat, and at the bottom, he was like, Games Beat can confirm. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game from Eidos is still in development. After this was announced, Schreier linked his article from 2017 and said, the big focus of Square Enix Presents at E3 is Eidos Montreal's Guardians of the Galaxy. What is your immediate reaction? It's very exciting. Um, the I, I was expecting when they when Square Enix announced Square Enix Presents was their E3 showcase, it being 40 minutes. It, they said there was going to be a world premiere of Eidos Montreal's new game. Um, we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy last week, so that seemed kind of like it was going to be the case. But I didn't expect big focus like what uh jason schreier said i imagined a similar trailer to the one you mentioned of a tone setting one that just sort of introduces the fact that idos montreal is working on a guardians of the galaxy game but it seems like based off of uh jason schreier's uh tweet that this will be more of a reveal maybe some gameplay maybe a a longer cg trailer than just a, a tone setting one so, man, that's so exciting. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. I I don't know if I'm maybe a little too hopeful right now, but I genuinely think this reveal is going to blow the Avengers one from two years ago completely out of the water. Because, like, Eidos... They made the Deus Ex games, like you said, and those, I think, are probably the best-reviewed Square Enix Western Studios titles in the last decade. Like, I played Tomb Raider 2013 recently. That's a crystal game. I really loved that. I like that more than a handful of the Uncharted's. Uh, I know Rise of the Tomb Raider, the one that Cory Barlog worked on, is also received very, very well. But, you know, crystal jumping genre wasn't or not really jumping genre but jumping focus from single player to games as a service with avengers seemed like a big hurdle for them idos has proven by jumping from deus ex a first person immersive sim to tomb raider which from everything i heard about that third tomb raider game was a solid end to that trilogy they've jumped genre already and if they're able to replicate that tomb raider vibe tomb raider form 
of gameplay, but make it a space game about the Guardians, I think that would be very, very appealing and show way better than Avengers did. Yeah, are you talking about the Avengers reveal uh, on the bridge? San yes. Francisco bridge? Okay, yeah, totally. Because I think there's a lot that was kind of wrong with that reveal. Um, just first impressions, people did not like the look of that game and the character models. Um, I don't think I was that mad about it, but the game didn't look the best. Um, and also the fact that it was revealed as a game as, as a service that almost always rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And from our discussion last week, I think both of us don't think it will be a games as a service. I think you're thinking more strictly single player. I'm thinking potential the potential of having uh, optional co-op more on, along the lines of Gotham Knights. Uh, mm-hmm. But either way, I, I think this, because it is probably not going to be a, a games as a service, I don't think you do that after releasing uh marvel's avengers because it would be competing i think this being more of a single player potentially co-op focused game with the guardians of the galaxy is just going to hit and yeah i think you're totally right yeah because you also have to consider that they shipped uh shadow of the tomb raider in 2019 and like you said they did assist with some avenger stuff so presumably this game has been in development since late 2019 early 2020 uh, I, I, they have hindsight, you know, like maybe things got reorganized a little bit, but I genuinely think with, uh, Eidos's history, they've never danced around multiplayer at all. Crystal absolutely has. Tomb Raider 2013 had a whole ass multiplayer mode. So I just, I don't know, man. I, I really doubt that Guardians will be beyond two players completely optionally right i i think avengers makes sense that way because avengers is so team-based i know guardians is also but avengers it just has like such a drastic difference with every character that really incentivizes the team working together that i think you could reasonably get to the point where a multiplayer squad-based avengers game makes sense guardians i think makes feels like it would work way better as a final fantasy 7 type system where you have your group you have uh whoever is helpful for the mission and you can like swap between them like how ff7 worked you just sold me right that's amazing i was gonna ask you i didn't want to put you on the spot but i was gonna ask you because i want this game i want this game to be single player i expect it to be co-op in some regard because i feel like that makes sense but Mm -hmm. Um, is there a game that you can think of that you choose like one character to play as a mission and then you swap out to a different character that's, and it's more of a linear experience. I'm trying to think of some, uh, FF seven for sure. Um, I think it's been a long time since I played the story of this game, but does GTA five do that also? Yeah, that's a good call actually. Yeah. GTA five, you can zoom out of the map and then just drop on a character so yeah that's that's a good call we haven't seen that system really implemented elsewhere i don't know if it it would act like that but Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good that's a good call yeah and i think you know to a certain degree as well from memory i know you've been playing this recently but mass effect uh you have that 
immediate control as Shepard. You can, like, ping things for your teams to do, like, take cover, take out an enemy, things like that. Yeah. I can see that system system. here, too. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, I... Maybe it's misplaced, but I really don't think this game's going to be positioned the same way Avengers was. You know, I know Guardians is popular, but if you want to make a game as a service, I think you go to Avengers for that. That's the cash cow. You don't go to Guardians for that. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. It's also It would also be the case of having two competing games yeah. as a service under the same publisher, which is not the best. Um, I know some publishers can probably get away with that. Like Epic now owns uh, Fortnite and um, Fall Guys, but those are you know two completely different experiences. I think having a Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is presumably a third-person action game, as a games as a service, uh, also having Marvel's Avengers just doesn't make sense. So this will probably be more so a single-player narrative-focused game. I'm thinking it might have co-op, but safe to, safe to think that it will probably be mostly single player. Yeah, man. Cause just like, I'm really glad I played 2013 Tomb Raider this year because I really love that game. And I'm just, when I heard this and I was reminded of it, my mind went racing. I was like, you're playing as star Lord, like the beginning of uh, guardians volume one, you're just going to raid space tombs and then all hell breaks loose. You got to work with your team. Like that E3 demo writes itself. You know, it's a Tomb Raider game, but in space. That's so cool, right? We're, we're going to get hit with some uh, some music that we probably cannot stream. Yeah, you know what? It's worth it. You know, just for oh, that yeah. one, it's worth it. <laughs> totally. Like, I, I feel like this would have a great pop because it would be very silly, very zany with some great music. You have to do that. That's mm-hmm. the Guardians now. That's their existence. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly, like, if this... If this is like a a good combination of like Mass Effect or like Kotor when you're when you can just like get in your ship and fly to different planets, but also mixed with like a third person action like Marvel's Avengers, that would be amazing. I would be so happy with that product. Yeah, and I I do hope you know because obviously the Guardians have space. I think the space aspect of this if it took like a ratchet and clank approach in terms of just the planets you can go to and have different things to do there that'd be really sweet Mm. obviously i feel like we'd all love to pilot the ship in some uh set piece or at some point but i I do think there's a lot of potential here tomb raider has this great semi-open world structure that if they're able to make like let's just say three planets that have some good variety in that to travel between that'd be real great like you said picking your party uh we also I, I wanted to bring this up because so much of that avengers reveal is tied to the backlash of their appearance and this whole like they should have made it look like robert downey jr you know like yeah how similar do you think this guardians of the galaxy is going to be like roster wise tone wise to the James Gunn films, because we saw Telltale sort of dance around that with their take on him. I think tonally it has to, it almost kind of has to be similar, because mm-hmm. I feel like you would probably confuse audiences with, like, I don't by any means think this would be serious if they chose to go a slightly different tone, but I think you have to retain the humor, the silliness, the zaniness of Guardians of the Galaxy from the MCU. Yes. Um, as for the lineup, I think... I imagine it would probably be 
mostly similar star lord groot rocket for sure um gamora i feel like i I, yeah i I feel like it's probably the same but at least those three you have to have in there um Mm -hmm. and honestly to get away from the mcu comparisons at least uh visually i think maybe you, you do like a cartoon aspect you don't go for the real the realistic look because you are in space and you're more i feel like you can focus more on color and having that sort of appeal rather than a realistic horizon forbidden west looking type of game you know so that's i feel like that's an approach they could take yeah visually i would love like you're saying the way that the mcu does space i would love to see that translate of just like pinks and greens and oranges all that stuff uh i i kind of love if they took the approach of like life is strange visually Mm. you know like specifically the newer one just where it does have that like it it looks beautiful and it's got this good painterly sort of thing going on like the textures on the skins you could make it look like a really cool take on comic art i think yeah kind of Um, cell shady but not all the way there yeah like no black lines or anything like that but definitely have some good some good looking uh textures i think that just make it pop totally I will say I think you're right about the roster because I was like, okay, they probably shouldn't make it uh, one for one with the movie. And then I was like, well, who would you cut out of that roster? I feel like they're all so important. And then the comics has, of course, you know, like Nova, Adam Warlock at times. More recently, I think like Moondragon. So they could get weird with it, you know. Avengers, I think one of the best decisions they made was having Kamala be a core member of the team so like maybe young yondu because he was a guardian the way james gunn wrote him into the movies is very different from what he is in the comics so like i think that'd be fun but yeah i'm excited to see it for sure do you think we get an announcement that like you know obviously like in a press release following the event that this game takes place in the same universe as marvel's avengers i honestly or like I an answer that... either way like yes or no I could see them, you know, I, I feel like actually it'd be very hard to do it in the actual presentation. But yeah, I could see a press release be like, oh, it's part of the Square universe. And then, like we've talked about in the past, whenever the game comes out, be like, oh, you can play as Rocket and Groot and Avengers now. You gotta get their challenge card, you know. I feel like they would either say flat out no, or mm-hmm. be very cagey about it for a year to drop of a guardians member in the game yeah that's cool. a good call yeah so like if we don't get a flat out no then to me that tells me that this game takes place in that in that universe sure i have three questions for you that i'd like to hear where your head's at let's hear it one are they tying down exclusivity to either console uh two what is the song like what is the song of the trailer or the presentation whatever and three do they put a year on this thing do they do any any sort of semblance of a release window um so your first question was the console Mm -hmm. Hmm. so marvel's avengers is attached to playstation I could see that continue because Square Enix, obviously. 
So I think that might be a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Or nothing. Um, but usually that doesn't happen. Usually it is attached. So I would say PlayStation. What about you? Yeah, I could see... Honestly, I could see, since it's on the square stage, not having it tied down to either. But I could see a world where PlayStation scoops it up. I know Xbox is very hungry, but I don't think Marvel Games is in a rush to tie exclusivity to anybody at the moment after Avengers happened. You know, like I know Spider-Man and Miles Morales has been very successful for them, but I, I don't imagine they're very hungry for a partner at this stage yeah also i i don't think we get branding um one way or another xbox or playstation until closer to the release date like once you see commercials with like the box on it um so it's also possible that we don't get playstation or xbox here yeah sure um what's your second question the song what like what is the song they use for this uh it's definitely an 80s song. Okay. And I I just go to the soundtrack that already exists for Guardians. I don't think they'll pull from that well. I don't either. So Hmm. I don't know. It's hard it's hard to think of the Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy without thinking of that soundtrack. Yeah. What do you think? Do you like what particular band or song are you thinking of? I'm going to say because see i could see them throw a loop right of what you're saying you got to maintain that tone i could see them pull like some early 2000s thing you know and like just still have it be a poppy thing like i could see like some real funny britney spears thing or something uh but my bet will go to a cover of everybody wants to rule the world okay interesting and just play up the whole, like, they're kind of bad guys, but you love them, you know? Okay, I looked up 80s songs <laughs> on Google, as one does. Mm-hmm. Um, I've decided on either Take On Me. Ooh, okay. Um, maybe, you know, uh, publishers and developers like to hire people to, or just, they like to go after covers, like what you said. So maybe a mm-hmm. cover of that. Um or maybe a little slower, maybe Phil Collins in the air tonight, perhaps, where you could see Ooh. that drum line coming up, and then you just get the Guardians reveal. Sure. Something like that. I don't know. But yeah. it's probably going to be more silly, so I can't really think of a more silly 80s, 80s tune. Yeah, like something by Rick Astley, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, yeah, maybe... Do you think that they, the Guardians of the Galaxy game would pull a Rick Roll on their audience? Is, that, is it too late for that, or is that funny again? Um, no, yeah, I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he'd do that. Like, no sort of beginning of Guardians 2, they're trying to set up the music, and then you just hear, you think it's something, and then it's like the first few notes, and then they get it working, and then it's a badass montage of this brand new game with Rick Astley in the background. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Right? But I'm excited to see this for sure. I'm stoked that it's the main focus. Yeah, um, that was completely a surprise to me. I was expecting like 30 seconds of a trailer and just being like, hey, this game exists. But like what you said, it seems like this game has been developed for quite some time. So it there's probably a decent amount to show of it. Um, 
I bet we get maybe like an in-engine trailer. I think that might be a safe bet. Uh, it would be really cool to see. Like, if this is a big f- focus, then it would be cool to see the uh, the comparison of like the San Francisco Avengers trailer, where you get you got some gameplay, um, mm-hmm. but you get that for the the Guardians in this case. That'd be awesome. I, I'm very excited for this. Yeah, and I did. I just remembered we had another question, but uh, do we talk about this having a surprisingly large amount to show. Apparently, what year do you think they put on this thing? Do they put a release date on it? What? Wh- where's your head at there? No, I don't think right now you put release dates on uh, games you announce at least right now, uh, okay. just because things are just so up in the air. So. Sure. Um, I expect 2023 to 2024. I don't think this is next year. I think the smart choice is to absolutely agree with you. You're probably correct, but this thing, I know the majority of this game's development is probably work from home so far, but I will say holiday 2022. (laughs) Wow. I think they want. I think they want to swing for the fences with this thing. That it will get delayed. It will get delayed for sure. sure. But I think but that's what they, we'll do. If they slap a release, or that's the plan. Yeah, because like what, twenty nineteen ish to twenty twenty two. That's three years. That's sure. Realistic, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that's not out of the realm of possibility. End of next mm-hmm. year. Um, because some, some games do get announced, and then they come out relatively quickly. Uh, so that's possible. I'm thinking probably 2023. Yeah, that's I, the safe bet. I think we have at least another E3 in between this game and its release. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's probably smart. But uh, With that being said, Square Enix, the grasp on Marvel will not hold forever. Because meanwhile, I don't know if you saw this, Jack, we got another rumor I've had another E3 game uh, showing up in the world of Marvel. Yeah, this one's exciting. Mm-hmm. So 2K, you know, develop, or the publisher Borderlands, is, I'm not sure the team, but the team that makes the XCOM games are currently working on a Marvel-style XCOM game. So, This is really cool. Um, I, yeah. My friends are huge XCOM fans. Um, they're not huge Marvel fans, but I know XCOM is a very beloved series, so to just have, like, <laughs> I'm just thinking a reskinned XCOM at this point, I'm sure it'll be a lot mm-hmm. different than that, but to have, like, a Marvel strategy game, uh, with, like, the Avengers or Marvel characters, just, it sounds awesome. Yeah, like, I don't have a history with XCOM either, it always seemed great. And I love Fire Emblem, which is a strategy game. It's a slightly different type of strategy game, but just the way that you have to approach games like that and think strategically and look at a battlefield and know your strengths, know your units. I love that so much. Like Fire Emblem is incredible. So I never mess with XCOM. I do love Marvel. So uh, might have to give this thing a little try whenever it hits because it sounds like a really great combination and you know, we got S.H.I.E.L.D., the player character could be Nick Fury commanding the battlefield of Marvel heroes. That could be real fun. Uh, I'm definitely interested to see how this shows, because I'm already interested for sure, and I've never been too interested in XCOM in the past. Yeah, I would imagine this is probably 
less complex than XCOM is. Um, sure. I know that those games came out on console, but they're definitely PC games uh, through and mm-hmm. through because you know strategy games just kind of live there. So I bet the controls are a little bit more simplified. I think if you make a Marvel game, you have to release it on a on the biggest platforms available, and that's PlayStation and Xbox and maybe Nintendo. If uh, this is a game that could be designed for the Switch, so yeah, I think they yeah. uh, the same team got the XCOM games and like XCOM Two. Those are on Switch, so I wouldn't be surprised if this can make it there. Hell yeah, I- I'm honestly picturing like um, picturing. Uh, what what's the game? What's the is it Ultimate Alliance that I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picturing Ultimate Alliance, um, like that sort of art style and like that roster of characters, and just yeah. stripping it, making it go to uh, top down, um, like XCOM, and then yeah, I, I that that sounds really interesting to me. Yeah, I think that could be a great looking title. Um, I know in the same vein of making a accessible XCOM-like title. Uh, Ubisoft did Mario and Rabbids, which, again, was like a play on that formula of looking at battlefields, playing strategy, commanding your units, and they made that game a bit more digestible. But the way I heard that that game scales in terms of difficulty is really, really great. So if, like you're saying, you're slapping this Marvel property on it, you're obviously going to have more eyes having that sort of growth would be real great because I'm sure your friends that are super into XCOM, like if this is that team's next game, they might consider it, but maybe not if it's, you know, a watered down experience, which I don't expect it to be, but I definitely think you're right that with a property like Marvel, you're going to have to have a more accessible path to learn that game, I think. Exactly. So that's, I'm sort of expecting... A little bit more scaled back version um but yeah that's really cool we're getting a, a big beefy uh, marvel e3 it looks like yeah so we'll see if there's anything else from marvel at e3 this year i don't imagine it unless xbox has a surprise exclusive like sony has spider-man but at the very least some great avengers content hopefully a really cool guardians reveal and a marvel XCOM game so looking forward to it yeah uh, that's incredible Speaking of incredible, the Avengers Campus opened at Disneyland in California. And Jack, did you see the Spider-Man stunt? Yeah. Was that a human being? That's what I thought. <laughs> it scared like, me. Like, can you def- uh, can you describe what this this stunt is for listeners? Sure. So, you're imagine like you're you're on ground level, you know, because you're a human being. You usually, are always on ground level. You're looking at this building, and then there's this little there's this thing like feet in the air like 50 feet in the air and you see this dude this humanoid looking person as spider-man like fall down a little bit go beneath sightline and then pop out like 50 feet in the air it looked like he just like swung and is like continuing his swing as a pendulum Mm -hmm. um in the air and i was blown away (laughs) at at this existing i thought it was it was a person is it not a person so I saw the video, and like as I saw it happen, I was like, because, you know, I've been looking at Disney recently, and I heard they were doing this stuff. So I saw some, like, early pics of the place, and I was like, oh, that doesn't look as cool as Galaxy's Edge. And then I saw this, and I was like, Jesus Christ, there's going to be some, that's going to be on the news one day. Because, like, 
something's got to go wrong with that eventually. Yeah. Um, it is not a person. It's some some trickery. You know, you got one person who goes behind the building to start the swing. You get that pendulum animatronic Spider-Man going through the the, uh, the air, landing on the other building across the gap, and then another person dressed as Spider-Man comes out the other end. Wow, I'm so stupid. They they got me. They got me too. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, you took film classes with me. It's like how yes. in the uh, in the early film days they showed that. Um, I want to say video, but that they showed the film of a train coming towards the camera and people freaked mm-hmm. out because they thought an actual train was coming. Um, that's, they got me with this trickery like that. That will just never grow old. You will always fool people with that kind of stuff. So it looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently there was a, I think we might've talked about this a while ago or maybe like off show, but there was some behind the scenes Disney thing that showed an animatronic that was just like a, a like a mannequin with its joints exposed that was being launched off like a trapeze and landed in a big net and that was the prototype for that that stunt which i completely forgot about but yeah very impressive stuff those imagineers you know <laughs> yeah i mean i think I, I was with you like guardians or um what is it galaxy's edge looked mm-hmm incredible for star wars and i wasn't as sold on the um avengers campus and i still kind of am not as much as i am for uh galaxy's edge but Mm -hmm. that this this showcase was very impressive yeah and it was a huge fanfare you know kevin feige was there for the opening ceremony there were a bunch of mcu actors that either sent in videos some of them showed up like uh, Brie Larson did a little thing for it. Anthony Mackie came out on stage and gave the Captain America shield to uh, the actor who's playing Sam Wilson Cap for the park. Um, Paul Rudd was there for some reason. I, I don't know who else was there, but like uh, Mark Ruffalo sent a video. Scarlett Johansson did. Paul Bettany, like a bunch of 2021 project characters were there. So it was a cool event. It seemed like it was fun. Yeah, totally. Um, I will probably never... Well, I, I don't want to say never, but in the near future, I will not be going to Disneyland in California because it is on yeah. the opposite side of the country. But mm-hmm. whenever this Avengers camp- Campus opens in, in my opinion, the far superior Disney world in mm-hmm. Orlando, Florida, I will make an appearance at some point. Yeah, because, you know, Disney World has, like, twice the amount of space... You know, it's yeah. not all cramped together like California. It's a giant swamp. Yeah, lovely. Great atmosphere out for uh, Batu. you know. Star Wars is always swampy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see any of the other stuff here, though? Because they got, like, a cool Peter Parker hologram for one of those rides that, like, Tom Holland shot a bunch of stuff for uh, that they just play uh, while you're waiting in line. Um, I saw a, a ride that was, mm-hmm. like, a family sitting in a cart that would be you know there's like little like in the haunted mansion at disney like you just get in a thing and it like brings you inside an interior um Mm -hmm. they were like shooting webs with spider-man which looked like a a lot of work seemed like it was probably just a promotional thing um Mm -hmm. but it looked cool it reminded me of you ever been to universal in uh, orlando or in florida i have not so they have a really 
from what I remember, I was like six. <laughs> they have a really cool uh, Spider-Man ride there where it sounds very similar. You start in the Daily Bugle and you sit in this small like coaster inside and you're just sort of guided through this interior building and uh, like the Sinister Six show up and it's cool. So it, it seems very similar to that. Nice, yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not going to be going to California anytime soon, but man that ant-man restaurant is tempting did you see that stuff Ooh, what do they got there so it's like uh pim's cafe or something like that it's you know how uh in ant-man and the wasp there's a lot of like sight gags with uh shrinking things and like enlarging them you know that's ant-man's like slapstickiness Mm -hmm. it's a restaurant that has like giant versions of food whoa like there was a like a chicken sandwich that's like a giant piece of chicken that's like probably you could fit like a singular slice of that thing on maybe a whole bag of buns but there's like one bun holding that sandwich together (laughs) and there's giant milkshakes gigantic tater tots stuff like that very tiny breakfast eggs like quail eggs maybe i don't know but it's like it looks. It's like a fun little attraction for food. That some of the food did look very good, but um, that that was definitely one of the things that they were highlighting frequently in some of that promo. Nice. This just reminds me of the first mission in Marvel's Avengers, where Kamala shows up and tours pretty much what this is. It's like you know, there's like museums and, or like little museum showcases she goes to there mm-hmm. on Avengers Day. So kind of reminds me of that it's cool yeah uh another thing that was going on in the marvel circuit this week uh what if the series that is supposed to be hitting in the summer has now moved away from that potential leaked date that we saw on that poster that leaked a while ago that i believe was august 6th uh are you surprised that it might be slipping out of its initial release window Mm, like kind of it seems like it's definitely not on um on uh, it's definitely not on august 6th um it could be another date in august but what if is definitely uh sandwiched in between um black widow and shang chi and that seems like a good spot for it to be because it is seemingly like a lesser kind of project that I don't know if it's going to be canon at all, and it's all animated, so it's it's pretty different. So August seems like a really good release window. Uh, I feel like, I think Disney came out and said it's not August 6th, but they didn't provide a new date or a, a better date for us to be aware. So yeah, I don't know. I, I guess this this could slip to maybe October to be in between Shang-Chi and... Uh, Eternals, but I, yeah, that's that's strange that they didn't offer a new date. Yeah, so I, I wonder if it's just maybe too close to August sixth that they don't feel like it's worth giving out a clarified date just yet. Maybe mm-hmm. they're waiting for Bad Batch to end because that's their current animation um, highlight for new Disney Plus releases. Because so far. Up to this week, there has only been one 
Well, that's not true, because, like, High School Musical, the musical show, has, like, had episodes and Mighty Ducks and all that stuff, but in terms of the Marvel and Star Wars properties, there hasn't been much overlap in terms of releases. Next week, there will be with Loki, and Loki, we know, is going to go six episodes, so that would probably end sometime in July, and Bad Batch is going to August. So, yeah, I wonder what the difference in release would be, because I imagine... Ms. Marvel or Hawkeye is going to start up in like October or something. So you do have a bit of a window, but yeah, Shang-Chi is September. So definitely strange. I, I still think August is the place to look. I think you're right on that, but yeah, exciting times for Loki though. I'm definitely. looking forward to it. Yeah. That's, that's one that I keep forgetting about, but it's, we're getting that next week and it's coming. So yeah. And we're going to have uh, a full review next week. Totally. But honestly, that's something I want to ask you about real quick. What what are your expectations for Loki right now, uh, five days before episode one hits? Like, we know it's going to be 40, 50 minutes, six episodes. I haven't watched a lot of the recent promo stuff. I don't know if you have, but where are your sights set on, like, tone and overall net worth of this compared to something like a WandaVision and a Falcon? I'm excited for this mostly because I'm expecting just sort of like a light adventure because I saw the first trailer and I know it is probably about Loki just working with whatever agency that is trying to fix the problems he created by using the Tesseract um, and messing up the timeline. So that's cool. I I feel like it is not that the stakes aren't as high in this one as they are as they were in like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I feel like it's more on the level of WandaVision where it is sort of more focused on one particular character rather than, you know, bigger events in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So yeah, I and with Loki's character being the fun, charming, dastardly man he is, uh, that has me excited too. So this this should be a fun one. Yeah, I'm right there with you for everything. I'm expecting it to kind of just be like Doctor Who, but... Loki, you know, every episode he gets spit out and it's and a new time, new problem, new cast to work with. Owen Wilson is the carryover. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. And hopefully we end in a place where this Loki can show up in like Thor 4 or something. Yeah, I wondered that after Endgame, but I feel like this is the way to get Loki back in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the way to make him just double down on that, you know, heroic turnaround he had at the end of Ragnarok. Yeah, so. because we we saw it a little bit through Ragnarok from Thor 2 to Ragnar- Ragnarok, but this is a like how Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision were good at kind of having character studies. This would be, I feel like this is a good opportunity for to have that for Loki. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And I, I think that him showing up in Thor 4 being directed by Taika Waititi again would just be great for the character. So we, we at least know he's getting a season two, so Tom Hiddleston's still sticking around. But. Totally. One last thing I want to bring up. Um, Doctor Strange 2 had some official art that was posted. Um, did you see this? It showcased Doctor Strange, Wanda, Wong, America Chavez, like... I didn't see this, but I did I did hear about this. Yeah, so it was like a fun little 
art piece sort of the way that you know when playstation releases a game they do like cross-promotional art and it's just like a fun little drawing that they commissioned um they did this for doctor strange 2 and i saw a little conversation circulating around this i'm very surprised nothing really from doctor strange 2 has leaked yeah we know next to nothing about this in a way yeah like we know sam raimi's directing yeah uh i think danny elfman's doing the music um we know who's in it some of the cast at least and multiverse of madness presumably it's going to be following up the events of wandavision maybe loki probably spider-man 3 as well but like i just think it's very funny i know it's a sony production but look at all the flooding of information coming from spider-man no way home and doctor strange 2 is what like three months later and we know almost nothing about that movie i just think it's really interesting yeah didn't we talk about last week how production is over on this yeah so yeah you would imagine that you you would have seen some like onset um leaks or whatever maybe it's because um doctor strange is probably because it's so cg heavy there's probably not as many outdoor environments that they're shooting in um sure. so less opportunity for leaks in that regard um but yeah you're right i i feel like this movie in particular uh y- you would think that about no way home but i i i apparently not you would think that this movie is the the lid is being firmly sealed because it is heavily connected to wandavision and uh no way home like what you said presumably so i I feel like they probably want to wait till closer to No Way Home to give a better sense of what this movie's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Do you think because, you know, No Way Home, all the rumors, Doctor Strange being in there, uh, the fact that Sam Raimi's directing Doctor Strange 2, all these rumors about Toby, like, do you think Toby's going to be in Multiverse of Madness just being directed by Sam Raimi again? Ooh. I see a world where, talk about dumb fan service like we did last week, mm-hmm. where Doctor Strange opens a portal, he sees Tobey Maguire from a side view saying pizza time, closes it and saying, and says wrong door, something like that. <laughs> sure. That's how yeah. I see Tobey Maguire ending up in this movie. Yeah, like, what if they... What if he rewrites the timeline of Spider-Man 2 where Toby has to go through the, the, the closet to deliver that pizza and he just throws him through a portal instead? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Um, also, how do you get in that closet? I That's the answer I, I know, want man. to know from Sam Raimi. He has the opportunity. He has the time. And Did he, he has the multiverse. Did he go through like a vent? Yeah. That's, what if that's... That would be it, right? What if that's the answer, Jack? What if he was swinging through the city of Spider-Man? He flies through a portal... He sees Doctor Strange. He's like, I gotta make a delivery. And then he just puts him in a portal and is in a broom closet. What if that's it? That's, that's very possible. Doctor Strange existed uh, in um, that universe. He did, yeah. With the uh, the dude from the Daily Bugle saying that name was taken. Yeah, and it was in Spider-Man 2, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was I, in Spider-Man 2. So, yeah, and that happens like a good chunk into that movie, right? That line. Maybe Peter meets Doctor Strange delivering this pizza, and then he talks to JJ about it. He's like, hey, yeah, there's this other hero that I ran into. It's like, oh, great. 
Damn. It all yeah, connects. This, yeah, it really does. Um, one quick aside as well, uh, in terms of Marvel productions, uh, Thor Love and Thunder did rap shooting over the past week. Um, I saw you sent me the, the, the fun little picture that was taken on the final day of set. We had Korg and uh, Chris Hemsworth standing next to each other on set, posing, looking tough. Yeah, but uh, Chris Hemsworth's arms look twice as big as they ever had, which is mm-hmm. already amazing. Um, I was just blown away by that photo. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, I'm very excited for that one. I, I think that might be, similar to Ragnarok, probably one of the highlights of this phase. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, do, do you think the Guardians show? They do. I think there's casting that the Guardians are in it, at least some of them. There's set photos, for sure, of uh, Star-Lord and Nebula, at least, I think. Yeah, because so. th- this movie is obviously before uh, Guardians Volume 3, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like you have to c- continue that thread at least a little bit where we see them yeah. at the end of Endgame. Very curious to see a Taika-directed uh, Guardian scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. That, I believe, does it for Marvel this week, uh, this week's episode of Excelsior. Once again, we had a lot of E3 stuff, so in the coming week, we have one event, Summer Game Fest. We could potentially see this Marvel XCOM game there. 2K is presenting something. Marvel Games has worked with Keeley before. They revealed Ultimate Alliance 3 at the Game Awards, so... Potentially, if anything gets announced at Summer Game Fest, we will talk about it on the next episode of Excelsior, and of course, have our impressions and review of the first episode of Loki. But until then, Jack, where can the agents of Excelsior find you? Sure, you can follow me on Twitter at FascinatedJack. Uh, Christian, myself, and our friends Kevin and Omar um, do the Long Play Club. We just recorded our podcast about peace walker that will be available in a couple days after this release uh so if you like metal gear solid and specifically metal gear solid peace walker you can check out the long play club on youtube.com slash or on podcast services of your choice what about you christian sure you can follow me on twitter twitch and tiktok at chun2d2 as well as here youtube.com slash for this show and the excelsior playlist every saturday alongside all of our other shows in their own playlists uh, stuff like the Long Play Club, like Jack mentioned, the Chanty D2 show, Gamescast. There is also a lot of E3 coverage coming up. So if you're a listener of this show and you want to see video breakdowns, reactions, tons of E3 coverage, you can check out all of that on youtube.com slash joyclicks and up-to-date information on Joyclicks' Twitter, at Joyclicks. This show, though, is available as well on audio services. If you want to listen to that and you are typically a viewer, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your service of choice. A review and rating would be appreciated if you enjoy the show because it helps us out a ton. And if you want to support the shows on a monetary level, you can go to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. $5 tier gets you producer credit on this show and every show, like Chris Sackis and Aaron Easton, so thank you very much. And that's going to do it for the pre-E3 marvel content episode of excelsior so next week like i said loki whatever news is there and then of course we got this presentation which i will be watching i don't know if you're gonna be around but me and kevin will absolutely be watching this thing so oh i'll be watching it with you fellas if that's that's well and good 
Perfect. Perfect. So, if you're ready to see me and Jack be disappointed <laughs> by the Avengers Showcase, check it out. But until then, Excelsior. Excelsior.